The time is now. The place is now. And this is Indus Ill Sport Now. The time is 7 p.m. From East Wingsboro, Mississippi, in the beautiful Freedom Studios, I am your host, Kip Cutler, here with my co-host and bondage minion, Garland Windenkoff. I'm still here too, Kip. This is Crazy Caleb. Um, you know what? Uh, normally, I, I would chastise you for your lack of enthusiasm. Uh-huh. But I do understand that you are just as upset as we are today. First, um, we're going to analyze the legacy of the Canadian Football League's one attempt to invade our country. All right. All right. And that invasion we will go over later on in the show. But first, Kawhi Leonard has completed his treasonous mission and the Toronto Raptors have won their first NBA title. So, how does Kawhi winning turn your kids gay? We'll tell you in a minute. This is Info Sports Now. Garland, what you got, Kip? Garland, how are you feeling today? I'm a little bit drunk. Okay, great. I'm hanging in there. Okay, Crazy Caleb, how are you feeling uh, today? I'm doing okay. I I'm, was uh, not serious, fuck you. Yeah. All right, I'm pissed off, okay? I can hear it. Okay, you, you, are you smiling? I am. Do you not see what is happening here, Crazy Caleb? I think I do. It's 100% fact. Okay, the Toronto Raptors beat the Golden State Warriors to become the world champions of the NBA. Yep. And I know that um, people like to say just because it takes place in America, it can't be world champions. But no other place matters besides America. And it's 100% factually true that all Canadian Raptors are liberal Marxists and uh, reptile pollen and Terrigen mist from Galactus. The Canadians are going to spray it on all of the basketballs and they're going to turn all of your children and pets gay. And they're going to turn them into gay leftist phlebotomists. Well, shit, Kip. Uh, I guess I'll have to say back to that is go Raptors. I also have uh, something to add on to that. Not only are the Canadian Raptors of that persuasion, but so are Canadian rappers. Oh, oh yes. All Canadian Raptors and rappers are gay. Okay. Liberal. Yeah. Phlebotomists. Ah, yeah. Okay. Uh, let's name some Canadian rappers. I'll start. All right. Um, uh, Vanilla Ice. Right? Really? Pretty, pretty sure he's fully American. Oh. Huh. Okay. Um, I don't even know who these people are. I don't either. Cardinal Official. Who is that? Uh, that's a, a Tory Lanez would not have suspected that, though, honestly. Mm. I've never listened to his music, but... I only know, I know like, kind of one person yeah. on this list of 12. So, do you guys... You guys think Drake is a phlebotomist, too? Oh, absolutely. Fucking yeah. he, I'm pretty sure he fucking... 
says he is in one of his songs. Yeah. He yeah, phlebotomizes yeah. all the time. That Crazy sounds Caleb. like something he would do. So, okay. Kawhi Leonard defected to the Toronto Raptors, as we have been saying, because of Greg Popovich, a.k.a. Jigsaw. So, they can spray Terrigen Mist during the NBA Finals. They're going to kill all of the X-Men. They're going to bring illegal immigrants into this country. Wake up, America. You gotta wake up right now. You gotta wake up right now. Tell Garland what I want you to do. Okay. What I want you to do right now is I want you to tell these people why phlebotomy is so bad for sports and for America. I gotta hear Listen, this. Listen, Crazy Caleb. Okay, I've got a host of reasons, but it's the fucking worst. The liberal socialist mainstream media would have you believe that phlebotomy is a process of drawing blood through an incision in the vein. Uh-huh. But that is a fucking lie. Phlebotomists are illegal immigrants. All of them. Every single one. All illegal. Really illegal AF. No papers, no nothing. And that's why the Toronto Raptors are so dangerous. They have so many fucking phlebotomists. Why? Just, 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 just let, let, let him finish. All right. Okay, okay. OG Ananobi yeah. is a Nigerian born in England. English phlebotomist. Okay. Illegal. Jeremy Lin is of Taiwanese descent and went to Harvard, the worst college in America. Oh, I don't think that was and true. An educated Taiwanese phlebotomist. Crazy Caleb. Yikes. And everybody knows they are pretty much a college full of only illegals. Yeah, no one goes there. No one's smart. Not at Harvard. Mark Gasol is from Spain. Spanish phlebotomist. Exactly. They, they're basically just Mexicans, but somewhere else. <laughs> Serge Ibaka is from one of the Congos. Uh, whatever. There's... Yeah, there's two Congos. I learned that today. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, then Pascal Sayakam... It's from Cameroon. Mm-hmm. Which... I thought that was a rapper. It might as well be. But illegal. And then Fred fucking Van Vliet isn't even a legal name in America. Now, I don't care if he was born in Illinois. He's a phlebotomist as well. He's a phlebotomist sympathizer, at least. He's definitely a phlebotomist. He hit some very big shots in uh, game five and six. Uh-huh. To help the the illegal Toronto phlebotomist Raptors beat the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. And I have the very good authority that Fred Van Vliet is an illegal immigrant from the planet Kepler-82b. Huh. What do you have to say about that, Crazy Caleb? And all these facts we're showing you. Have you guys ever gotten your blood drawn? Oh, me? Absolutely not. No. Yeah. Hell no. Yeah, because you wouldn't want to be touched by a phlebotomist, I guess. Absolutely. Th thank you. Yeah. You got it right. Yeah, he gets yeah. it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, I think I get it. You know, which is really weird why I had this persistent cough and everything. I should probably go to the doctor. I don't know. But, but I'm just saying, phlebotomists uh, are all illegal immigrants, and we gave you all the proof that you need. Don't look any of this up, America. Just trust us. Trust us only. Basketball is Canada's second 
most popular sport besides Quidditch. Oh, and trust me, we are doing an episode on Quidditch in the future. Okay. Sure. Yeah. yeah. That's definitely happening. So what does this threat mean for not just us here at InfoSports Now, but for the rest of the nation? Well, that means that this summer's free agency is the most important free agency of all time. Okay. Anthony Davis has already proven he's a brown pelican by joining up with LeBron in L.A. That trade's happening now. Mike Conley is going to the Utah Jazz, which I still don't think black people should be allowed to play jazz anymore. You think so? Yeah, hypnotizing all of the young American patriots. Yeah. And as a southern conservative white Christian male, which Mm -hmm. I definitely am, and there's no reason to question that at all, I'm not very comfortable with any more black jazz players Mm -hmm. in Utah. Yeah. Oh, also, Anthony Davis being a brown pelican and not an American white pelican firmly shows that he picked one, the worst one, of the two species of pelican, which is definitely a real thing. Look it up on Wikipedia. I don't know. I mean, uh, the pelican supremacist thing aside, uh, (laughs) I guess the best way to keep, you know... The number of black jazz players down is probably to to keep the team in Utah, you know. That makes a lot more sense than I thought. But I can't agree with you because I hate you. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. Um. Okay. Wait. Yeah. What what I'm saying is, you shouldn't have any black jazz players in Utah. You gotta have a couple, right? No, none. No, oh, I it's thought that's Utah. what we learned with the Mississippi team thing. Oh well, you know what? You're right. After last week, yeah, you have a good point there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. We can't do that. I'm just saying that this is the most important NBA free agency because America will die if LeBron James or or Kawhi Leonard and the Raptors win another NBA title. Really, this is very serious, very real. Golden State Warriors have proven, along with Steph Curry, that their socialist, communist, inclusion, diversity, and liberalism does not win championships. So crazy Caleb, tell me something here. If you were if, if you were a GM of a basketball team, what qualities would you look for in, let's say, a shooting guard? Hmm. Well, I think uh, you gotta start with the right frame for the job. You know, you just gotta have uh, gotta have somebody who is uh, able to block a lot of that with just where their body naturally is. Okay, that's true. I was thinking more of um, maybe if a, sh- a, sh- a shooting guard needs to be in the guard stuff. Oh yeah, right. What kind of guard stuff? You know, they have to guard the court. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And shoot people. You think that's what it is? Absolutely. Is there a guard that shoots people? Yes. We need more of those. And okay. a good one. Okay. Yeah. All for, right. For instance, uh, Gilbert Arenas, he brought guns into the Washington Wizards locker room. Yeah. He was a really good shooting guard. Yeah. Well, uh, why did he bring the guns in? Kim? Oh, because he was gambling with this guy named Javaris Crittenton, uh-huh. who was on our uh, top... Uh, felons in sports lists. Yes, sir. And they were they got mad. They brought out guns on each other. So then he 
went and got his gun. And anyway, that's what happened there. Huh. Garlandis what Maximus. You what you got? If you were a GM and you wanted to beat Crazy Caleb's super liberal dumb team, okay, okay. what would you look for in a power forward? Um, tall and Caucasian, obviously. Oh, absolutely. That's, yeah. That's fucking... That's what Ted Stepien would like. It's quite obvious to me. I don't know why there would ever be any other answer. So, Crazy Caleb, see? Yeah. You, yeah. Your dumb thing that you said makes no sense at all. I but, figured as much. But Garland's tall and white player thing totally makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Which is why Larry Bird... You know, when he was running the Indiana Pacers, got seven tall white guys to be on that team. Yeah. They didn't do so well, but they looked great and there were no crimes being committed. Oh. So, the realest guy in the NBA, Jimmy Butler, this is who we have to base all of our hopes and dreams on. Now, normally, I would not do this with a black shirt, but Jimmy Butler has proven uh, time and time again that he has America's best interest at heart. So what do we need for Jimmy? What? Uh, where do we need Jimmy Butler to go? To the Dallas Mavericks. Where he can play with Luka Doncic and Dirk Nowitzki and Chris Tapp Porzingis. All tall Caucasian guys. Gotcha. And with Jimmy Butler, they're going to bring another championship to Dallas. Therefore, stopping LeBron James. Because this is what happens if LeBron James wins, brown pelicans, midget centaurs, they come for your wives, everybody becomes gay. Everybody. And we need an intergalactic, an intergalactic wall right now to stop LeBron James from bringing an end to this world by merging Thanos and Ganondorf and combined they become Thanondorf. And there's one thing you can do to stop it, Garland. And what's that one thing? Give us fucking money. Give us fucking money. Yeah. Whew, I'm hot now. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm in there. Muscadine Betty is telling me that I, that I need to move on. Give us money. What, what, what do you have to say, Crazy Caleb? I'm just going to uh, go back to the Dallas thing for a minute. What was the last championship Dallas won? 2011. Yeah? I think. Yeah, 2011. Hmm. Yeah, that's the team that, that's when Dirk Nowitzki heroically stopped LeBron James with the help of Garland. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's a there will be an episode about that eventually. Absolutely. Huh. I just figured we review like a whole year at a time in uh -huh. sports. Like, let's just say we picked 2011. Yeah. Just let's review all the stuff that happened in, in major sports. I think it'd be fun. Yeah, that's. I just realized that was their only championship. Oh, yeah, it was. They had been a pretty bad team. You know, one year, they won 67 games. They went 67-15 and 15 and then lost in their first round yeah. to the leftist Golden State Warriors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, by some loser named Baron Davis. Yikes. Anyway, when we come back, we're going to get into um, our, our Info Sports Investigative Series, or as I like to call it, the ISIS. Nothing wrong with that? No, nothing wrong with that at all. I, I think it's very clever. I love acronyms. Yes. Las Vegas Posse and the CFL, we're going to educate 
all of you on what on what actually happened, the ups, the downs, and why it's fucking hilarious. Info Sports Now. Does joint pain get in the way of your daily activities? Can't play catch with your son because of your back? Knitting is out of the question because of your wrists. Your wife is sleeping with a black man because your knees and penis can't get the job done anymore? Well, those days are over because of the revolutionary new supplement, Strict 9000. No more back pain, no more sore knees. 9,000 milligrams of soothing, calming strychnine will make sure that you never, ever experience joint pain ever again. Like, ever. Like, like never again. Strychnine 1,000. Putting a burning, definitive end to joint pain. And welcome back. Info Sports Now, Kip Cutler here with Garland, the best investigative reporter on the planet, and another asshole named Crazy Caleb, who is our current alderman. Yep, still stuck here. Infosportsnow.com. Go there. Find the donate tab. Um, ISN Truth is our Twitter. Sorry for the burping. I just chugged a beer. So... We're going to get into the main spotlight of today's show, the Canadian Football League and their invasion of America in the early 90s. Garland. Okay. What does what what country does football the best? Uh obviously America. Absolutely correct. How is how's that even a question? Crazy Caleb, what country does football the best. Yeah, yeah, I can I can tell the answer to this is going to be America. Absolutely. Yeah. We're the best at football. There's only one version of football, by sure. the way. Yeah. Now, what are these assholes that do called soccer? I think it's that's what it's called, right? Mm-hmm. Or or yeah. football. Yeah, that's made up. That's not a real word. Mm-hmm. And nobody across the planet uses that. Hundreds of countries. That's not true, crazy Caleb. You have no proof. Hundreds of countries use the word football to describe soccer. That does not happen. Well, it's in ever. the name, you know, the FIFA FIFA no, name. No, really? Is yeah. that what was, that's well, what one of the F's is? Yeah. Oh. Oh, the more you know. Yeah. That's a total lie. Yeah, sure. I'm sure it's made up. Oh, yeah. It stands for fucking international uh, fraud association yeah well it's probably a more apt name for it than you know what it, it's supposedly supposed to do because it's kind of just a fraud ring oh yeah absolutely is yeah yeah that's true so when the canadian football league tried to invade our country we had at the time an inept flaccid president named bill clinton ah. and let me just give you a little history here mm. before we dive into the cesspool the CFL was founded officially in 1958. And that was um, after they split from a couple of professional rugby organizations. It's about to get confusing. I'm going to do the best I can. So, before they officially got their name, they had already been playing football. But 
it started in 1945. So there's two different unions. Let's just call them like divisions mm-hmm. that made up the Canadian Football League when it got its name. And those two divisions are called the Interprovincial Rugby Football Union and the Western Interprovincial Football Union. One started in 1909, one started in 1936. Hmm. So, but they were playing each other since around 1945 for something called the Grey Cup, which came around in 1909. But what's interesting here is that those names didn't change until 1961. So the Canadian Football League featured two rugby divisions. Huh. Yeah. Weird. Very fucking weird. And so uh, the Grey Cup was introduced by Governor General Earl Grey. Yeah, that sounds made up. I wish I were making this up. All right. I mean, it does sound a little made up. Is, because, it, um, is it Grey with an E or an A? Grey with an E. Huh. Yeah, that sounds definitely made up. Yeah. yeah, and Canadian. It's definitely both of those things. All right. uh, I don't understand Canada. But uh, at, at the time, so they had nine teams in the first CFL season, where I imagine that at every halftime, they would get together and just have some Earl Grey tea and uh-huh. a tea break, since Canada is a English commonwealth. Right? Makes sense to me. That is, yeah, it's an astute point, Kip. Uh, Crazy Caleb, yeah. do you drink tea? Um, I do occasionally, yeah. Are yeah. you Canadian? Uh, well, my grandmother's Canadian, so I've got it in my blood. Are you English? Uh, no, no, my uh, my dad's mom's parents came to, uh, grandparents came over from Ukraine. That's not a real place. That's, oh, yeah. That's Russia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ukraine uh, is Russia. True. Well, it was. I mean, they're trying Very to take true. it back. Anyhow, uh, but yeah, I've got some some English in me on the other side. But which side? The, your non-human side? No, 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 no. Uh, you know the just good old like white American blend. The best side. Okay. <laughs> Garland. Yes. How long has tea been a part of football? Um. Has it ever been? It has never been, because Crazy Caleb, which you need to understand, is that you can't drink tea while being manly. All right. <laughs> it's all right. That's, that's well, it. Well, <laughs> I mean, you know, you don't have to be manly. That's all right. That's wrong. We're talking about football. Okay. You can only be manly. You want to know why? I wake up in the morning. Yeah. You know what? I wake up in the morning. I don't even cook my sausage. I just eat it raw. Is that really that true? That did not come out the way I wanted it to. Yeah. Uh, what I meant to say was, I take all the meat and the beef, okay? I just put my hands and face in it. Again, not the way I meant for that to sound. Yeah. I'm such a man, I don't even shave my back or feet. I'd hope, I'd hope not. Yeah. It's, it's very unmanly to do that. Yeah, but raw meat's pretty dangerous, Kip. You should you should cook that. No, oh, I'm yeah. a man. Well, all right, all right. I don't take vitamins. Yeah, yeah. I'm a I'm a I'm a manly man. I am the best kind of man. I don't I don't even heed the yellow light at traffic lights. You wanna know why? 
Why? Because I am a man. I live on the edge, Crazy Caleb. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, you sit over there and drink your tea and let me and Garland, the two men in the room, and definitely a house that I own and not my parents, Yeah. and let us sit here and talk about this. All right. So, the first CFL season at nine teams. Um, the only CFL team that isn't around now that was back then is something called the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. So they've had the same eight teams in the CFL for like 60 years or something like that. It's been a long time. Also, the Canadian Football League's Toronto Argonauts are the oldest pro team in history that had that maintained the same name since its inception. Interesting. Now, the Chicago Cubs will try to say that they've been around since 1850, but mm-hmm. they changed their name and they moved and stuff like that. Huh. The Toronto Argonauts have been around since 1873. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> what? Now, the tie. All right. So, another CFL team is called the Hamilton Tiger Cats, but that name came into existence in 1950. They like to say they're franchise has been around since 1869 Mm -hmm. but they merged two franchises in 1950 and again they went through name changes stuff like that people hadn't successfully bred tigers and and small cats together until until the 50s oh no they just use a patara earrings okay you know dragon ball z yeah so they just use a patara earrings fused that that, that's totally true nice i did not make that up well canada's all about innovation kip well, the, Japan came up with that. They well, stole it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did you know that the CFL was a manga first? I didn't. <laughs> Interesting. Um, hey, here's the best part. So, Garland, Crazy okay. Caleb, you each get a guess here. All right. What do you think an Argonaut is? I think I know the answer. But it's like a uh, astronaut, but that... Makes crop circles. Damn, that's a good guess. Crazy Caleb. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, ancient Greek warrior. Oh, oh, oh! I see. You're all smart and shit. You think you know? I mean, that's right. But you think you know just because? Oh, hey, my name is Crazy Caleb, and I went to college. Hey, oh, I'm smart. Everybody else. Okay, it is a Greek mythical warrior. Who accompanied Jason to get a totally fake and liberal golden fleece? Yes. Um, oh yeah, did you know that that ship uh, that they sailed on is called the Argo? I didn't know that. Yeah. Ah. And nautical, not in Greek for sailor, so it's gotcha. literally sailors for Argo. So the Toronto Argonauts got started because they were originally a rowing team. Huh. Lame. And then they bought crew, then they started a rugby team, and they just kept the name, Toronto Argonauts. Yeah, they wanted to flex on land. Absolutely, I guess. Which is totally gay. There is nothing manly about being a warrior and rowing um, on land on a field while ruining American football. That sounds pretty manly to me. Mm, That's... That's pretty fucking gay, honestly. And see, every way it could be cut. Although the Canadian football field is bigger than America's, and 
their end zone's larger. That's not the point. Yeah. Their small dick syndrome, all, every Canadian. So, the CFL has regularly fielded some form of eight or nine teams until 1993, when those socialist, leftist, communist, Zionist, hedonist, viscous, monolith, phlebotomist, See where we're going here? Phlebotomy ruins everything. I'm hearing. In Canada, they wanted to invade the United States and indoctrinate our children with socialist Justin Bieber football. And there's no coincidence here, too, by the way. Remember, Bill Clinton's in office. So Hillary Clinton is behind all of this. Think about it. Absolutely. Bill Clinton's president. Barack Obama is doing his law school at Centaurs of Islam University. LeBron James is playing tight in right now for a team that is actually named the Edmonton Eskimos. Really? Seriously. Huh. That's what they're called today. Losers. Been around for like 70 years. Hmm. They won't change the name. Well. Garland. Hmm. If you're okay, if you are going to start a Canadian football league team, what what city would you have the first franchise in America? Like where where would you put it? Oh God, Canadian football. Remember, so where would the first city to have a franchise be? See, uh, Greenville, South Carolina. Shit. All right, that's. And I'd call them the Greenville Gretzkys, because that's that's really clever, actually. That's all. I, I like that's that. all that. That's all that has, Canada has going for it, honestly. Oh, Wayne Gretzky did own the team, but not that one. Crazy Caleb, what 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 first city would you put one in? Oh, uh, I don't know. I'd probably start small. Maybe only go down as far as Oregon. Not what what town in Oregon? Oh, probably a little one. Maybe like Salem. That makes sense. Yeah. You're and both. I feel like the Canadian approach would be a humble one. I mean, you're both wrong. It was Sacramento. Really? Yeah, but hey, Oregon was kind of close. What'd they call themselves? Oh, just the Sacramento gold miners. Ah. It's fucking dumb. It, it is fucking dumb. It's fucking mm. retarded AF. The second team was the Las Vegas Posse. Really? Yes. That oh, was the team all, name? All, the, all the mobsters yes. in Las Vegas. I get it. No, that's not why they named it that. What? Really? No, no. See, Vegas, you know what? I'll I'll get into that here in a minute. (laughs) Oh, so followed by the Shreveport Pirates, Baltimore CFL Colts. Shreveport, Louisiana? Yes, Shreveport, Louisiana. Interesting. Followed by the Baltimore CFL Colts, which became the Baltimore Stallions. Birmingham Barracudas. Memphis Mad Dogs and San Antonio Texans. Garland, while you're over there, look up Birmingham Barracuda's jerseys. Okay. You will shit yourself by how retro it is. Okay, let's see. So, in 1994, there's a guy named Nick Maletti. He bought a franchise and he called it the Las Vegas Posse. Alright. Does anybody here know what a posse is? Like a group of people? Uh, that are like going out to hunt for somebody i'm thinking definitely wild west vibes probably some lynching going on yeah this uh this jersey i feel like i had on a lunchbox 
What? Nice. Is that not everyone at home? Not if you're in your car, but if you're at home, look up Birmingham Barracudas jerseys. I do. It's I, interesting. I like how they've cut out all the frill by just putting kudas on it. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Uh, right. That makes kudas. it simpler for the it's fans. It's almost like a, a like a, a second-rate copy of like the uh, Miami Dolphins in that same year. They just didn't have a. They didn't pay their guy enough to make the uniform. Yeah. Um, are there any barracudas in Birmingham? Not that I've ever seen, Kip. Do they have a, Do they have an aquarium there? I don't. They have that. I don't think they have that either. I don't think so either, because they're not in North America, as far as last time I checked. Hmm. Strange. So anyway, 1994, Nick Nick Maletti bought the team, Las Vegas Posse. Posse is a group of guys that used to. If you were looking for a police department. They used to get an extra group of guys that were essentially bounty hunters, and they would help you out extracting justice, rounding people up. They had guns, so that's why Nick Maletti named the team after a group of horses. Cool, right? So the mascot was a bunch of horses. I got you. I don't. Wait, why wouldn't they call them the Las Vegas Strippers? I don't know. Yeah, the Las seems- Vegas Strip. Same seems way better. I mean, prostitution is legal outside Las Vegas city limits. Yeah, yeah. Las Vegas thought poppers, maybe, or uh, or just the gamblers. That's funny. I actually wrote down the Las Vegas crippling gambling debt. That's a that's a good one. I, I'm very innovative over here, Yikes. crazy Caleb. Yeah. The Las Vegas our windows don't open in hotels. Really? Oh yeah, because people lose all their money and want to kill themselves. So no high-rise building in Las Vegas has an opening window. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. There's no opening windows above, like, the third or fourth floor. Right, I guess unless in you, Las Vegas. you shoot them out. Crazy Caleb. <laughs> Crazy Caleb. What, uh, Nick Maletti, the owner, what team do you think he owned before the Las Vegas Posse? Here's a hint. We talked about it quite often in the past two to three weeks. Oh, uh, this isn't something, uh, it's not related to the Mudcats, is it? No, I mean, but it, it's sort of relevant. Just take a guess. He wasn't involved in the Mississippi stuff, was he? Nick Maletti, no, but there's a team that was involved in all of that. So guess which team he owned, that Nick Maletti owned before... He owned the Las Vegas Posse. I've got no idea. Garland, do you have any guesses? Oh! I'm not sure, but I'd guess a team out of Texas. That's a, that's pretty broad, but that's that's my guess. You're right. The, I really? The Cleveland Cavaliers. No. Oh. The same team that Ted Stepien owned, because that's who he bought it from. Huh. Yeah. So Nick Maletti owned the Cavaliers, then he sold it, then Ted Stepien got it. We see what happens there. It's funny. It's going to be about three or four more links from last week and this week that I was not prepared for. All right. All right. All right. So, that Ted Stepien bought it. And, um, crazy, Caleb, how hot is it normally during a Mississippi summer? Oh, I'd say, uh, 90s. High 90s. Sometimes hundreds, right? Sometimes? Sure. Garland, how much do you sweat? A fucking shit ton, honestly, here in the South. And uh, when is the best time to play football? 
oh, uh, I don't know, probably at the peak heat of the day. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of right in there with him as well. You both are high, right. High noon. That's why they started football in Vegas in July. Nice. Yeah. Right about 105 degrees, you know, mm -hmm. give or take. Um, where do you think the Las Vegas Posse practiced? Um, like, like, give me like a name of like a place or a setting, anything you could think of. Where do you think they practiced? Please be Caesar's Palace. Please oh. be Caesar's Palace. Oh, you both are going to be wrong. I'm going to tell you that right now. Uh, the name of the practice place? No, not the name. Just where do you think they practiced? Oh, uh, probably in like uh, they went to fucking Denver. A rough, I don't know, concrete area. Okay, that's kind of close. That's my best guess. That's what I'm picturing here. Well, they practiced on a parking lot at the Riviera Casino with right. makeshift turf. It was about seventy yards. <laughs> also, it was so it was since it was all outside. There was uh, no air conditioning. Right. And um, the parking lot still, like, they didn't just stop cars from parking. It was just in the parking lot. Nice. With makeshift turf. You could still park <laughs> and go to a buffet, watch them practice, go eat, come back, uh -huh. and you just drive away. And you're, like, what, 20 yards away uh -huh. from the team. Huh. That's awesome. Like, but I feel like that's not the worst, you know, game management strategy because let's say like a team from up in New England comes, they're pretty much all going to pass out by the first play. Oh, this is the practice field though. So all of your players are passing out by the first play. Well, okay, true. But at least they're a little more acclimated than the, than all the cold weather people mm. coming down for the first time. Well, they have practice. Never even seen a hundred degree heat before. And you could get the buffet goers to uh, bring out ice water for the players. Well, that's why practice started at 7 a.m. Okay. Nice. 7 or 8 a.m. Because you don't want people dying from heat exhaustion. Mm. Not that anyone did. Well, I mean, yeah, people passed out. It depends stuff. on their insurance policy, but yeah, usually you don't want people dying. So what the coaches used to do was they used to go barefoot and shirtless. And there's a journalist that used to cover them named Ron Kantowski, who, and this is a quote he wrote while doing uh, a story on them. They weren't even shorts. They were like the shortest you could wear without being arrested. Talking about the coaches. The first time I went out there, I saw all the coaching staff kind of walking around like Tarzan on the practice field with something resembling a loincloth and no clothing and all oiled and bronzed up. I dig it. Yeah, that I think that, that definitely, it just, it screams leadership. Well, you know, whenever you want to have a successful football team, the first thing you need to do is make them practice outside in June and July. In Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. He, um, on the first play, on the first play in the first game, on the first play in the first game that the Las Vegas Posse ever played, a kick returner weighed for a fair catch. You guys know what a fair catch is, right? Of course. Yeah, there's no fair catch rule in the CFL. So he weighed for the fair catch. And the ball bounced, and the other team just picked it up, and it was a touchdown. Eight seconds in, they're already down 7-0 because they didn't know the rules to the fucking game that they're playing in. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. 
Now, um, so I told you guys earlier that Posse, they had horses as their mascot. What do you think their number one problem with having horses as your mascot are? Oh, uh, I guess finding a, a person that can fit into a horse mascot costume. Okay. Garland. Ah, can we, uh, can you say the question one more time? So, the horse, they have horses for their mascots. Okay, okay. What would be the number one problem, um, with having a horse at, or a group of horses as your mascot? They fucking shit everywhere and smell like fucking asshole. Bingo, shit everywhere. Oh. Including on the field during games. Fuck yeah. So they had a real herd of horses. They had, yes. Yes, they did. And they huh. had to hire people specifically to clean this shit up. Nice. Can you imagine catching a 15-yard post route pass or something? That's a real thing. Let's just call it a post pass or whatever, post route pass. Can you imagine catching that, laying face first in a pile of horse shit? Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to imagine it. I need at least 50 extra bucks if that happened to me. Mm. At least. Also, the definition of a posse is a group of people summoned to assist law enforcement or constitute a search party. And the team's office of this search party and the Las Vegas pod feels authentic. You no, know it was good. All right. When we come back, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to go over all of the fun stuff the Las Vegas posse did. Now, we just got into a little tip of it. But trust me, there is a lot more fun Las Vegas posse mishaps. You are not going to want to miss it. And I'm going to make you two guess all of it, by the way. All right. It's going to be fantastic. I'll try. Fuck yes. Info Sports Now. West Indian Manatee Pancreas Protein Powder. Folks, this stuff is rare. The number one cause of radical leftist syndrome is diabetes. And with all the racist enzymes in food these days, you need the best of the best to fight off all the toxins, phlebotomists, and gay frogs. West Indian Manatee Pancreas Protein Powder is all natural, organic, gluten-free, with no GMOs, HMOs, and absolutely, positively no HOMOs. Side effects include, but aren't limited to, asthma, upset stomach, bullying, hypermasculinity, testicular torsion, mild to moderate weight gain, mild to moderate weight loss, frequent urination, L. Ron Hubbard, and pseudo-psychodystrophy. InfoSports Now is a self-made company that spends every single day working for you to give us money. West Indian Manatee Pancreas Protein Powder, available now. And welcome back. Info Sports Now, we're talking about the Las Vegas Posse and the Canadian Football League in that time where they tried to expand and invade the United States of America. It didn't really work that well. Fun fact, guys. So, the NFL, you know, was still king at the time. Minor leaguers who didn't make the NFL would play in the CFL. Okay. So, the... Canadian players in the CFL. It was like a turf war. So they would play extra hard. It was like, oh, you're American. So for the American teams, it was like a little rivalry. Uh-huh. And okay. so it was such a... But the American teams still weren't good, you know? Except that time the Baltimore Stallions won the Grey Cup in 1995. Huh. In fact, okay. it was so impressive 
that Art Modell, the owner of the Cleveland Browns at the time, there's a rumor that that's why he moved his franchise, his NFL franchise, from Cleveland to Baltimore. Really? So the current Cleveland Browns were, aren't owned by the same people. Huh. Yeah, that started, I think, in 98 or 99. So I think for two or three years, uh, Cleveland didn't have a football team because the guy moved. And then wow. the original Baltimore Colts, they moved overnight. They didn't tell anybody. They worked out some deal, sold team, and then that, him and his ownership group, they got the fuck out of Dodge. Huh. And that's why people in Baltimore, to this day, and this is absolutely real, hate the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like, they, they hate them. Like, like, it's the player's fault, you know what I'm saying? Like, they didn't do anything. Yeah. Huh. The more you know, right? Exactly. <laughs> Info sports now. Everybody thinks we're propaganda. Everyone thinks... Just because I come on here as a southern conservative white Christian male, which I definitely am, and there's no reason to question that, they think just because I get on here and I tell everyone to only listen to me and Trump and that all black people and centaurs are bad people and hoodlums, that I'm trying to like indoctrinate people and spread propaganda. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that's fucking I terrible. am just warning all of you at home that everything I say is absolutely 100% real and that LeBron James wants to eat your fucking pets. Wow. Okay. Totally real. I haven't heard this one before. LeBron James wants to, wants to destroy America. That's, you know, and people think just because I say things like that, like we don't have truthy omniversal uh, subject matters mm-hmm. okay hillary clinton lebron james ganondorf isis all on the moon right now all on the moon right now setting up a death ray which i have pictures of yeah yeah totally a death ray to destroy your american freedoms wake up america makes sense you better wake the fuck up oof actually does make a lot of sense to me so Let's continue with our InfoSports investigative series, the ISIS. I made a list here of all the fun things the Las Vegas Posse did. Let's go over them. Okay. Right. Um, first thing, the CFL did no advertising for the Las Vegas Posse, and that they themselves did very little. So, in their uh, in the practice field, they actually had one sign to let let you know that they're there. Crazy Caleb, what do you think that one sign said? Uh, it's a pun, but just think about what that one sign said. Oh, <laughs> this is a tough one. Yeah, I don't know. I can't really think of a posse pun right off the the cuff, Kip. Uh, Gar- any anything is possible. That's yeah. very close. That's that's good. Garland, what do you have? Um, uh, that is very close, though. We won't tell your wife you saw this posse. <laughs> I like that one better. <laughs> um, that's also uh, that's what I wish it was, but it's Field of Impossible Dreams. Oh, that's fucking uh, stupid. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. Yeah. So they did very little advertising. Also, it's really hard to get your fans to go watch football 
in the middle of the day at 105 degrees when you have hookers, gambling, and alcohol all around you. It is. It's rough. Yeah. What? It's like, why would I pay, you know, like, a hundred bucks for a ticket to that game when I could spend fucking a hundred bucks on penny slots? I might yeah. lose it all, but I might win something, but I also got drunk as fuck for free. It's okay. The football players there, some of them used to gamble their paychecks literally the day after they got them yeah. because they had to actually collect their paychecks from the Riviera Casino. So they have to go over there into the casino, cash your check because it wasn't actually a check. They just gave you cash at a casino. Wow. Interesting. And that's how they paid some of their players. I wonder yes. if you could just get paid in chips. I'm sure you could. I mean, it wasn't very much either. I think they got paid a couple thousand huh. for the season. <laughs> you know? Amateurs. Went pretty far in the 90s. Hey, it is amateurs. It's the Canadian Football League. They are all amateurs, except for Anthony Calvillo, who was the rookie quarterback at the time, and is actually now a Canadian Football League Hall of Famer. He was one of the few bright spots. Really? I mean, it can't yeah. be that hard to be an MVP in Canadian football. It can when everybody's tossing 5,000 yards. Mm. Okay, that, okay. Dude, the scores are like fucking like, even though they were low, I mean, it's not uncommon to see a score like 40 to 30 or like 60 to 12. Like, huh. It happened. Well, shit. Okay. So, the other thing that happened here, the head coach, Ron Meyer, routinely asked the dance team to loiter and flirt behind opposing teams' benches in order to distract them. Now, you are in Las Vegas. Who do you think made up their cheerleading team? Oh, uh, I'm going to go with nice young women. They are nice young women. Please say it's strippers. Please be strippers. It's close. Prostitutes? On few occasions, some of the showgirls from the casinos would just fill in as the cheerleaders. I love it. That's you gotta really awesome. make do. I like the casino football team symbiosis. I really do too. What's going on here? I, I, I like it a yeah. lot. I do too. And the stadium they played in, um, which just got destroyed, Sam Boyd Stadium, since it was so, it was open air. You know, it was really hot, so the cheerleaders often were sweaty and wet. And in fact, in order to start selling tickets, because they weren't selling tickets to the games, they started advertising bikini contests. With their cheerleaders, who, and I say cheerleaders because they really just hired any woman that wanted to dance at the moment, or the showgirls. Also, they did not tell the cheerleaders ahead of time that this would be happening. Hmm. So, <laughs> I bet they were very surprised. Probably so. To find out that they are being... Also, did I mention they're not getting paid very much? You did not mention that, but it's not surprising. Well, NFL cheerleaders, and I'm not kidding, before recently... The Oakland Raiders cheerleaders, and I'm not kidding, I think they got paid $57 a game to cheerlead. Wow. And I know the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders get paid more, but <laughs> um, they, yeah, they had this whole grievance against the NFL because on average, they're making like $1,000 um, for the season after putting in 20 to 40 hours of practice. You can't work a full-time job and then be a cheerleader. What uh? What are they paid now? I don't know. I haven't looked it up very recently because one, I'm a man and I'm a conservative, and I don't oh. give a shit because a woman's place is in a cheerleading uniform, and I'm Kip Cutler. 
Yikes. Sorry, sometimes I have so much information, I have to remember I'm Kip Cutler. Absolutely. It happens sometimes. Uh, oh. Other fun things that happen. Hey, Crazy Caleb. All right. When your attendance isn't going well, and let's just, in the game against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, the attendance uh, only was 2,350 people. It was a um, posse home game. So the attendance is only 2,350 2, people with roughly all of them being and traveling from Winnipeg. Wow. Yeah. I know, right? Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Is that how do, and I'm going to ask you, how is attendance so low and how is it so that most of them are Canadian? Well, probably because it's part of a conspiracy backed by the Canadian government to uh, bring more phlebotomists into the country. Shit, that makes a lot of sense. I bet our government did do that, or their government did that. Or maybe the governments together did that. Yeah, Bill Clinton was in office at the time. Yeah. That totally makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wait, shit, I, sh I should not be agreeing with you. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'm no fan of the Clintons, Kip. You know, I don't trust the man. That's the first thing we've agreed on. I don't trust his bitch wife. All day. All day. And I don't hate you enough to agree that the Clintons fucking suck. I don't buy the death ray thing, but I no, definitely... That's definitely real. I definitely agree that the Clintons suck. No, no, there's definitely a death ray. Crazy Caleb, how many times do we have a garland? Would you tell about the death ray? Whether... Uh, I didn't say shit. Whether or tell not the there's death a death ray's ray. Tell the death ray's real. I mean, it is real. I thought, I thought everybody knew that already. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's real. It's definitely it's very real. Because they're definitely and looking at Alex something Jones else. Alex Jones says so, too. Oh, oh. Alex Jones is not smart enough or adult enough to know anything about what I'm talking about. Alex Jones based his whole entire thing off of me. That I'm I, Kip Cutler. I am a way better version of him than he is. Yeah. Alex Jones is a poser. Mm -hmm. He is a liar. And I heard he likes kids. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have not heard that, but uh, I definitely believe that he based his entire show off of this. Absolutely does. It's, it's, it's a blatant ripoff. Yeah. We We've been around for centuries. Makes me just as angry to listen to. I heard he's a centaur. Yeah? Yeah. Him too. Yeah, him too. Yeah. Yeah. And he's probably in on he it. He is yeah. on the moon right now helping ISIS. Mm-hmm. Alex Jones is on the moon right now helping ISIS. Why the moon? That's where their base is, Crazy okay, K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you Sorry. not listen to the show? Uh, silly question. That's Jesus. their doing, not ours. Yeah. Why do you think Trump is trying to get NASA to the moon right now? Or Mars? Oh, which is a uh, part of the moon, Crazy Caleb. I guess to, to beat ISIS there? Yes. Okay. To stop LeBron James. Yes. Garland. I swear, this guy doesn't know shit. He's Every a fucking week, idiot, for yeah. real. Every yeah. fucking week. Oh, also, the attendance was so low because at the last second, they moved the game from Las Vegas to Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Huh. So the only fans that could make it were from Winnipeg. Huh. So what happened was all the fans that went to Vegas from Winnipeg because they didn't know the game changed locations. They just watched the game in the Imperial Ballroom and... Kantowski, that same journalist that was covering them, okay. also didn't know that the game moved. They said that he, they all just sat there and had a good time drinking beer. Huh. And said it was one of the best Las Vegas posse moments he can remember. They, they probably were pretty polite about the whole thing. 
Yes, yes, they were. But you're also in Vegas. It's not like you're going to have a bad time. This is true. true. Yeah. Very true. Oh, so, Garland, what's one of the... Okay, it's a Canadian football league. What do you do before every game in the NFL? Uh, the Pledge of Allegiance? Yes, you sing the Pledge of Allegiance. Exactly. Yeah, that's what it's called, right? The Pledge of Allegiance? Uh, the anthem, I think. Whatever. Pledge, sure. anthem, yeah. same thing. Same yeah. fucking thing. So when the Definitely, Can- yeah, same subject area. Yeah, totally. So in the Canadian Football League, what anthem do you sing before the games? A something, about song? T- something about Tim Hortons? You, well, the Star Spangled Banner for the Las Vegas Posse, but okay. you also have to sing Canada's National Anthem, uh. which is, um... Oh, Canada? It, no. That's not what it's called. Oh, yeah. Nah, it's called, uh, what is it? Baby, 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 oh. What's that Justin Bieber song? Oh, yeah. It's, it's called Baby, I think. Okay. Is that Ludacris in there? Is it? I, I don't know. I don't listen to Justin Bieber. Yeah, I don't either. Well, I mean, my notes here say it's called Oh, Canada. Mm-hmm. But I was for sure it was that song or My Heart Will Go On because Celine Dion's Canadian. You should go with your gut on that. Okay, I will. Yeah. Yeah. Celine Dion it is. Or probably like Drake's. One of Drake's songs is the anthem by now. I probably changed it. Updated oh, things. That'd be, that'd be that'd be pretty cool. It wouldn't be the worst thing. So the Las Vegas Posse hired a guy named Dennis K.C. Parks, who went by the stage name Greg Bartholomew. All right. He was a lounge singer. That's who they hired to do the national anthem. Wow. That was the one, the name he chose for himself? Yes. Yeah. Oh, he does not make good decisions. Well, okay. As you are about to find out. All right. I believe it. So um, he went on tour and he, you know, got hired to his gig. So he came in to sing. He sang a national anthem. This is at the first game, by the way, okay. that hosted a Canadian team. Mm-hmm. And so then he went to go sing Oh Canada. But he had never heard the song, but he had the words. But never heard the song. So, when he started singing it, the Canadian fans quickly recognized that it was Oh Christmas Tree. Uh, with the lyrics of Oh Canada. Tasteful. <laughs> what? Well, it's a good thing he had made up a fake name for himself. You hired a guy that never heard the song to sing the song. That's incredible. That's fucking really <laughs> awesome, though, for real. Yeah. And he went with Oh Christmas Tree. I hope it's just because both songs start with O. Yeah, that's a that's a perplexing <laughs> level of effort. I mean, if that were the case, why didn't he just go with Omarion's O? Yeah. yeah. You know, oh, that's gonna be the sound of when your team's folding down. I like the uh, yeah, yeah. I like the <laughs> in- the innovation of going ahead and just putting it to O Christmas Tree. He just fucking just went and fucking sent it. That's what he did. Crazy Caleb, what's your favorite Christmas song? Oh, uh, I'd probably go with uh, What Do You Do in New Year's Eve? Hey, seriously? That's the name of a song? Yeah. That's, that doesn't sound very Christmassy. That sounds more New Year's it, Eve-y. It really me. does. Yeah, well, you can't get to New Year's Eve without celebrating Christmas. You liberals, you guys really have shit all twisted. Garland, what's your favorite Christmas song? Uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Okay, a classic. Always classic. a classic. Very classic. Have you heard the version Rudolph the Red-Neck Reindeer? 
Ah, think so. Well, I just made it up, and we're definitely going to have to do that now. All right. My favorite Christmas song is a battle hymn of the Republic. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... That is that a Christmas song? Yeah, Confederate it's... University, glory, glory, hallelujah. It's a classic Christmas song. I'm surprised you don't know that. Shit, I'm sorry, guys. I forgot to do the sponsor read. Uh, do you have joint pain? I know you do, Crazy Caleb, because you're an idiot. Yeah. Joint pain is a number one cause of diabetes and radical leftist syndrome in the United States of America. I got it bad. Don't, you absolutely do. Don't let joint pain cause your trachea to swell. Go to your local pharmacy right now and pick up some Strick 9000. Oh no. Yes, no. 9000 milligrams of cool, soothing Strick 9 to really help with that joint pain. You know, there's no way this stuff actually has all of that poison in it. Oh, yeah, it does. It's, uh, dietary supplements are not FDA regulated. Well, yeah, but, you know, I'm thinking that it's just made up. Oh, it's Strict 9000? No, it's totally real. I'm thinking that they're faking it. Strict 9000, putting a definitive ending burp... Yeah, I'm sorry, I, I said that wrong. <laughs> I'm drunk. Strict 9000, putting a definitive burning in to joint pain. Yeehaw. Crazy Caleb. All right. It's about to get bad, by the way. <laughs> so. It always does, Kip. After the team folded in 1995, um, normally what you do is when a team ends, you can send their players away. It's something called a dispersal draft. Just like there are expansion drafts, there are dispersal drafts. What is the most dickish and dumbest thing you can do in a dispersal draft? I will give both of you a guess, and I guarantee you won't get it. Um, Just the dickest, dumbest, worst thing you can do. Pass? Is that a thing? I mean... Can, can you just pass your turn? Just say, come back to me later? I think you can, actually. I don't know. But that's not the dumbest, dickish, worst self you know selfish tone deaf thing you could do okay okay so i'm gonna really need you to get that that brain working for just something really horrible because something really horrible happened um uh maybe draft someone that sucks okay we'll go with that um uh could draft a literal horse oh that's a good one. that's really good i wish that happened yeah damn and I now wish that happened. That's not what happened, but boy, it's... What uh, what went on? So, in 1995, they had a dispersal draft, and um, they there's a defensive end who played for the posse that got picked up in this draft. And then the Ottawa Rough Riders who drafted him, you know, they knew about him, they saw him play. They drafted him, tried to contact him, the guy wasn't coming up. You know, clearly probably didn't want to be there because he was fucking dead. And the Las Vegas posse <laughs> didn't know because he died a week after the season was over. And they had no idea. So, they had his number. They had everything. They did because they routinely didn't pay players. Yeah. Because they were out of money. So, he died. No one knew. Not even the Canadian Football League like administration itself knew so they drafted a dead player on television called his family trying to find out that they didn't want to show up started to prepare legal papers then found out he was dead from a family member yikes 
Yikes. That uh, that's pretty <laughs> fucking embarrassing. Did they, did they just uh, close up shop. No, the Las Vegas Posse just once it was over because they they didn't tell the players it was over. They just stopped. Yeah. So he died in a car accident. They didn't know or they knew and didn't care and yeah. put his name in the dispersal draft anyway. Yikes. Six months after it happened. Wow, that's <laughs> that's fucking interesting. Oh, it gets better. Hey, check this out. Right before a team folded, the owner, Nick Millet, is going to sell his team to Jimmy Buffett. Nice. And he wanted to move his team somewhere that's worse than Vegas. And guess where that one place is that is worse than Las Vegas to start a minor league football team that's a part of Canada. Oh, God. It's a rough one. I'd assume it's also in a desert. I'd hope it's also in a desert. It is not. Aww. Like, kind of in just in the tundra? Just just the worst place. Like, just a place where it, they, they had attendance problems, right? Mm-hmm. So, where are you going to go that has, where you're going to get better attendance for a Canadian Football League team? And by better, I mean not at all. Oh, I don't know. Middle of nowhere, British Columbia? They have a team already. All They're right. called the British Columbia Lions. I think they play in Vancouver. Huh. As I hope they do. That's the only city I know in British Columbia. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where's Regina? That's a, that's, that's a sketchy one. That's a funny name. Not that I know, because I only know America. Hmm. No idea, Kip. What's your guess, Garland? I, could, I don't know any fucking Canadian places. Jackson, Mississippi. Oh, well, that's fucking wow. stupid. We got screwed out of yet another team mm. because. So Jimmy Buffett was gonna move the team here, and yeah. Maletti raised Jimmy the price. Jimmy Buffett? Yes, Jimmy Buffett. What the fuck? So Nick Maletti raised a price at the last minute. Buffett dropped out, but his partner William Collins, who I have met before, seriously, I've met this guy and didn't realize it was him. He would have bought it, but the CFL stepped in and said no because they were seeking a United States TV contract and, quote, again, this is a quote from the Canadian Football League. They were uncomfortable with placing one of its franchises in the smallest, poorest media market in the nation. (laughs) Well, shit. That's us. Interesting. We're not even good enough to make it into the Canadian Football why would you move a team to Mississippi for the Canadian Football League? Yeah, like they went to Shreveport. Mm-hmm. They went in Vegas. Like what? Minneapolis was it? Duluth, Minnesota wasn't good enough. I've you uh, know, and with Buffett, I would have thought he'd look in Florida. Yeah, but just why would you start a team so far away from? Like, couldn't start in Buffalo. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Maine has people, I think. There's like 30 people living in Maine right now. You could have, like, went up to Paul LePage and been like, you can have a team. We we promise there'll be no black players or crack or heroin. And then Mark or Paul LePage would have been like, oh, man, but I still hate, you know, Native Americans. You guys have a lot of those. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, I'm not saying Paul LePage is right. I'm just saying, man, he's serious about his racism. Yeah, I I believe it. He really I buckled, really do really buckled down on that. So what did we learn here from the Las Vegas Posse? 
Well, um, don't try to move your amateur football franchise to Jackson, I guess. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Don't don't draft dead players. Yeah, that, that, yeah, I guess that does come in there pretty, yeah. pretty high as well. Don't trust Jimmy Buffett. Right. If you're hired to sing a song, you should probably learn it ahead of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or else you better be pretty darn good at winging it. Also, the Canadian Prime Minister sent them a letter saying how much of a disgrace it was, and they had to apologize for messing up their national well, anthem. Well, they should definitely apologize. <laughs> yeah, and they should probably have that lounge singer killed. But what's funny is no one knelt. Not a single person knelt for how horrible that anthem was. Oh, yeah. I don't know if that's how it works. Probably not. I don't know. Injustice of horses. Just saying. Yeah. Hmm. Guess how much money they lost. Oh, 15 million. Uh, 1.5 million. The answer is all of it. And yes, it's 15 million dollars. That lost a lot of money. Oh, really? Yes. It's, oh, it's it. close to 15. I think it's like maybe 12, 13. They lost a lot of money. Good Lord. <laughs> um, I don't know. There's no exact numbers on how much the Canadian Football League lost in total. <laughs> but the Baltimore Stallions made money from True. it. Yeah. So. The Birmingham Barracudas also made a little bit of money, then they lost it all. Hmm. Um, they had a really good player there. Also, they sold a lot of jerseys, believe it or not. Interesting. So, I feel like they probably would do well in the hipster circuit. I mean, definitely. Yeah. So, of course, now we can all see that the CFL and its American expansion did not work. And Absolutely. all the teams eventually left. They all lost money. I mean, even the Baltimore Stallions, they made a little bit, but they lost some too. So, what, in your opinion, what is the number one reason, or I guess the number one fault of why this expansion or experiment didn't work? Think that it's just hard to get Americans to watch Canadian shit. Garland? Uh, yeah, I like it. Nobody likes Canada, man, so why would you care about it? Unless you're already Canadian, but you're probably not in America. You both are fucking wrong. LeBron right. James. Okay. Because, at the it, look, LeBron James is the reason why nothing works. Okay. He played for the Edmonton Eskimos. We were not over that earlier. Really? Are you guys paying attention here? I am bringing you all the facts and information, okay? This is Info Sports Now, and there's one thing you need to know about this program, America, as that I am looking out for you, and LeBron James is always the enemy, always a problem, always the enemy. One person is out here exposing it, and that is me and Garland, Kip Cutler, Garland Wagon, Wildenkopf, Wildenkopf. We're out here doing this. Crazy Caleb, what are you contributing to society? Uh, I At the end of this, I really don't know anymore. Exactly. Nothing is the answer. Garland, final thoughts for the day. Oh, let's see. Like, fuck Canada. But for real, though, fuck LeBron. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better. Crazy Caleb? Yeah, I'm going to go with porta-potties for horses. I think that clearly <laughs> if we'd had some way to deal better with the horse shit problem, then maybe we might still have, uh, you know, 
Las Vegas posse today. That's not a bad idea. You're absolutely right, though. If they did deal with the horse shit, that team probably would have been a little more successful. Yeah. Maybe don't have your players practice in 105 degree weather. Don't know. In July. My final thoughts are, you know, we oftentimes ridicule and antagonize without doing enough in-depth thinking, without without doing enough introspect introspection. That's a word. Without enough self-reflection, we often don't learn from our mistakes and the mistakes of others in a rational capacity to where we can further, uh, you know, improve our lives, live to our maximum potential, and do things to help one another. Okay. And I'm saying all of that to say, fuck LeBron James. Uh, Because if we did all that stuff, I wouldn't be here bringing you the truth right now. Never saw that one coming. Fuck LeBron James. I I just don't... What, what don't people understand about this show yet? Oh, I think it's clear. I mean, that uh, LeBron's out to get us. Oh, yeah. I got, I got people in my inbox. Oh, why are you talking all this stuff about LeBron James? Oh, why aren't you? Yeah? Yeah? Little Nicholas from fucking uh, what, Indianapolis? You don't even live near LeBron. It is odd to, uh, to stick up from him all the way from uh, Indiana, but uh, I just don't know. Right. I don't know if any of this is true. All of this is true. Every single thing I said here today, all of it is absolutely true. Don't look that up, America. Everything I said is 100% true. And if you don't agree with me, you get out your laptops and you find out for yourself. And then you email us at infosportsnowtruth.gmail.com or you go to our Twitter and drop us a DM at ISNTruth. And you tell me how right I was. Dude, damn right. Garland, right? I'm a, I'm for it. So, Garland, where are we doing next week? Um, I'm assuming this show. Right. What, what, what topic are we going to do? Oh. That's a good one, and I'm pretty drunk. I mean, I, I don't I, know. Am I, I supposed to pick one, I'm or am I supposed to already know? I don't know. I'm just seeing if you guys had any ideas. Well, I mean, you know, we could always get into the Quidditch weeds. We could. Or we could. Uh, or we could review a film. Oh, no. What film are we going to review, Crazy Caleb? Well, I don't know, guys. I've never actually seen Rudy. Shit. I My... guess we're going to be reviewing Rudy next week. <laughs> oh! It'll be time for a fresh viewing. I fucking hate movies. <laughs> I love them. I look forward to it. Wait, is Rudy that one about... um? Uh, Garland. No, Rudy. Isn't that that one where there's that one guy? Um, and he lives. He lived with his mom. Spoilers. No, it no, it's Rudy. It's that he lived with his mom. It was it was in the South, and he he rode a lawnmower to school, and it was played by Adam Sandler, and he needs to go around tackling everybody. No, yeah, that that's, movie. That's that's Rudy, yeah, right? I think that's it. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely sounds like another movie. That's totally that. No, movie. that's that's for sure, Rudy. I've seen it fucking 10 times i I'm, I'm excited if that's the movie we're gonna watch this probably won't be the worst idea ever well, let's find out next week 
on the InfoSports app. Hey, thanks you guys for listening. Once again, drop us a line. Go to the donate tab, infosportsnow.com. Yada, yada, yada. Appreciate you being here. InfoSports Now!